Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? We need a Why are you telling me this? Genius billionaire player. Because I want you to understand. I come to bargain. Come on, spider me. Earth's mightiest hero. Gives him with That's you. my secret, Captain. Under ruse! I could do this all day. I'm always angry. It's a I friend from work. Have asked None of this makes sense. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. Hello, and welcome to the Glorious Purpose Podcast. I'm Brennan. I'm Sean. And we're going to talk about Iron Man today. Are you ready? Hell yeah, dog. Well, first we have to talk about something far more important than the first Iron Man movie. There's some news in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I actually don't know about this. Okay, so I do. Uh, about, a, about a week ago, I guess, um, the uh, Marvel Studios released an official timeline, which is something we haven't had yet. So, like... Now we know for sure when things happened. So I'm going to read the timeline, and it is released in perfect timing for us to do this in yeah, correct actually, chronological order. We it can coincides pretty well. We yeah, exactly. Like because we're our podcast. Uh, we didn't explain what this podcast is um, well, for new listeners. Do you want to explain? Sure. So we are attempting most of the podcasts that cover the Marvel universe usually do it in the order of movie releases, but we are attempting to do this in chronological order. So whereas other podcasts might talk about the Iron Man movie or the Hulk movie first, as those happened, those are released first, we were talking about Captain America as it was the first chronological Marvel Cinematic Universe film. And now with this timeline release... Yeah, so there was never any official Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline in chronological order until a few weeks ago. So this is official, this is canon, and there are a few like surprises. So I'm going to talk it through and that's what we're going to base our podcast on. Cool. Another thing about this podcast, Sean, do you know about like comics and stuff? I do. I know a little bit about comics. Um, today we're talking about Iron Man, which is actually my brother's favorite comic ever. He loved Iron Man. Um, so I know I know quite a bit about it. I know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I you know too much about it. Uh, I know too much about it. Yeah. But I haven't really even opened a comic book before. I'm kidding. I've read Spider-Man comics, so like when wow, what a loser. Oh my god! Shut up! <laughs> I hate you. Everyone and their mother reads Spider-Man comics. Oh my god! I'm just this is the podcast though. I talk about the. The movie, movies, and yeah. you talk about the comic. That's you. the point. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I make fun of you as well, <laughs> and um, we're actually worse enemies. Yeah. True. Um, That's okay. Twist. Let's talk about this timeline, and then we can get into the actual movie. Okay. So in 1943 to 1945, Captain America: The First Avenger took place. So that movie actually took place over a few years. In 2010, Iron Man happened. So everyone thought that. Iron Man just happened uh, in 2008 when it was released, but no, the events of Iron Man happened in 2010, and then in 2011, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor, all of those events happened in the same year, uh, and probably around the same time. In 2012, The Avengers and Iron Man 3 happened. In 2013, Thor The Dark World happened. Yeah. And in 2014, several movies happened. Captain America The Winter Soldier Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, That's Yeah. We'll Why? Going. Yeah, we'll okay. <laughs> 2000, in 2015, uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron uh, happened, and Ant-Man, um, which is different. People think that Ant-Man happened far later, because it came yeah. out far later. Um, in 2016, Captain America Civil War happened, and Spider-Man Homecoming happened, which is 
also significant because Spider-Man Homecoming has a very strange timestamp in the movie that uh, maybe we'll talk about when we get to Spider-Man Homecoming several movies from now. Um, Long time. (laughs) And then uh, between 2016 and 2017, 2016 through 2017, Doctor Strange happened. So the events of Doctor Strange actually happened after Spider-Man Homecoming and Civil War. So that kind of explains why Doctor Strange isn't in Civil War. And in 2017, uh, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Infinity War happen. So that's also significant because people were kind of assuming that uh, the events of Black Panther happened like a week after the events of Civil War, but now we see that there's a little bit of time in between those events. Mm -hmm. But Wakanda did have a big year in 2017. A lot happened. True. Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, Killmonger and Infinity War. What was that? We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So um, that being said, do you have any thoughts on the timeline? timeline? I thought it was weird how Guardians of the Galaxy 2 happened right after 1 because, of course, they were at least you know, a farther, part of, farther time apart. But like the end of 1 was them just flying off into space and they're like, let's do something a little good, something a little bad. And then the beginning of two, they're where are they going to get to again? Sex robots. Oh yeah, they start um, in volume two. They start on the golden people's planet. Oh yeah, they're killing that bug. The Kree, yeah. 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 With the uh, I think they're the Kree. I think that's Kree. Not sure, know. but yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. They happen in the same year. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of crazy. Okay, so uh, the. The thing that happened in 2010, Iron Man, is what we're talking about today. Iron Man was the first Marvel movie to be released by Marvel Studios. It is very significant because it sets up a lot of tropes, a lot of uh, motifs, and it sets up the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. So it was released May 2nd, 2008. The director, John Favreau, um, directed Iron Man 2 as yeah. well. Also, he plays Happy. The chauffeur driver. The driver and the security guard and basically anything that he needs. Um, he needs. As as soon as Tony Stark needs a little bit of comic relief, they bring in the fat guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that that guy also directed these things. The more you know. Uh, the writers are Mark Fergus, Hawk Odsby, uh, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. And what's interesting about the writers is several people were asked to write Iron Man and they declined. Like, by several, I mean like 30. Wow. Because nobody wanted to take on this Iron Man character that nobody really cared about. They didn't really believe in this project. And all of those writers really, really hate themselves right now. I bet, yeah. <laughs> because at the time, they didn't realize that this was become going to become a, a whole universe. But yeah. they put things in place in this very first movie that's set up for this whole universe. So they were really, really smart. Marvel Studios was really smart with this first movie. 585.2 million in the box office. Holy nuts. Yes. For um, that time too? Yeah, exactly. It was the first one. It's actually, they actually got more than Captain America, the first Avenger. No. Yeah. Yeah. This was a big deal. This was a big deal. Okay. So why do you think they started with Iron Man? Um... <laughs> That's kind of hard. I mean, he's kind of... He doesn't do much in the comics. I mean... He's also not a very good guy. No, he's really not. Especially in the beginning. And are we... we, Can I talk a little about the comics? Yeah, no, you can't. This is not a comic podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) No, like, in the comics, 
he yeah he has a little bit like of a narcissism thing but in the movie he's just like a downright asshole he is especially in this first movie mm-hmm. and in I won't be afraid to say that Iron Man is probably one of my least favorite Avengers just because of how much of an asshole he is. He is very much a jerk in this film, and we will talk about that. And in the uh, in the comics... Is he not as much of a jerk in the he's comics? He's really not. Like he's Yeah, he's strong and he's like narcissistic, but I mean, he has a bunch of money. What do you expect? But he has crippling alcoholism in the comics. Like, he, he drinks like crazy. Like, he flies in his Iron Man suit drunk 24 fucking 7. Like, this oh my man, gosh. Yes, he is crippling alcohol. And um, Deadpool makes fun of him because, you know, in the comics, the universes are a little different. And Deadpool and Iron Man often, you it's know, crazy. they make fun of each other. And, yeah, Deadpool calls out him on his alcoholism all the time. And, it's you know, but, yeah, he's something else. My brother really liked him, so... I heard a lot about his alcoholism. Is your brother an alcoholic? Absolutely. Uh, everyone in my family is. I am, my mother, my dog. It's just it's how it is. Runs in the family. Okay, so the real reason that they started with Iron Man, they were trying to figure out which superhero they still had the rights to that they could make a movie out of. Good point. Um, they sold a lot of rights to people like Spider-Man um, X-Men. and X-Men. And the rights for Iron Man actually bounced around a few times um, to different studios. But in Iron Man's contract, basically Iron Man's contract, they had to make a movie within a certain amount of time before they lost the rights to Iron Man and went back to Marvel. So all these studios, it kind of bounced around, but the movie never got, it never came out or it just didn't get off the ground. So Marvel Studios put all of their money into this movie. And they were like, and what they were making money off of, obviously, was comics, but they made the most of their money off of toys. So they wanted a movie that would sell the toys. most toys. Makes sense. And That's what so, they do now. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Disney, Star yeah. Wars. So yeah. they were thinking of Thor, Captain America, and Hulk, and Iron Man. And they tested toys with, like, focus groups with kids. And the kids liked the Iron Man toys the most. So that's what started the cinematic universe was some kids that liked Iron Man toys more than Captain America toys. These kids are Um, stupid. And perhaps those kids changed the universe altogether. Kids are stupid. So let's talk about Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. for a hot second. They actually weren't going to hire Robert Downey Jr. That would have been a big mistake. Because Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of controversy. And like he was like arrested. He was like an alcoholic. Like he's crazy. But then... But then what happened was John Favreau, the director, was like, we need an actor that is Iron Man. Like, just an currently. Asshole. Just Tony Stark. We need an actor that's an asshole. And the studio was like, we're putting all of our money into this. We can't hire an asshole. But then John Favreau was like, this is it. I'm going to walk out if I don't get uh, Robert Downey Jr. Our DJ. And uh, they did. Could have never been the same. Yeah. I, um, like, even as much as I dislike Iron Man, I completely understand. Robert like, Downey I would Jr. Agree. Robert Downey Jr. is the only option. It's the same thing yeah. with, like, Wolverine. Now that Hugh Jackman... Yeah, what are they going to do? Yeah. They can't recast Hugh Jackman. No, Hugh Jackman um, is Wolverine. I mean, he's like a good foot. <laughs> Shorter than him in the comics, but like he is Wolverine. Yeah, as Robert Downey Jr. gets older, like they're just going to have to kill off Iron Man because like, the, they can't do it. In the more recent comics, Iron Man has been replaced by a black student at um, Boston Technical Institute. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, she, is it BIT? Or? Um. It's a girl, right? Yeah, she's a yeah. Uh, black uh, girl, and she, she was a student at the... I can't think of the name of the institute right now, but the school in Boston where they do all the technology crap. Yeah. She was a student there, and Tony was like... MIT? 
MIT, thank you. Yeah, she, uh, she was doing MIT. And Iron Man was like, do you want to take on my role? You know, I can't really keep doing this. I keep sustaining injuries and like, I want to be with my family. And she's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and so now. That's so cool. Yeah, I've seen like images of her, but I haven't really. Mm -hmm. uh... They've been diversifying a lot in the comics more recently. Like Hulk is now an Asian guy. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll get there. Sounds about right. We'll get there. We'll get there next podcast, actually. Sure. Our next episode is Hulk. Um, okay, so this is the part where I run through the movie as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm going to try to give me, myself 10 minutes uh, to synopsize, summarize this That's movie better. in about 10 minutes. Um, this isn't really for our listeners because our listeners probably have already seen this movie. True. But it's for Sean because Sean hasn't even seen Iron Man before. Um, so let's go. Let's go quickly. All right. So we're going to start in uh, Afghanistan where Tony Stark is going to a uh, weapon testing place because they can't test weapons in America. They have to test weapons in Afghanistan. And the owner of this weapons manufacturer has to be there um, to stand in front of the explosion and look cool. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Tony Stark, uh, we start with Tony Stark. We've already discussed him as a character. He's an asshole, basically. Mm -hmm. He's a womanizer. Um, he owns Stark Industries. Uh, he's also a friggin' genius. Like, Apparently. very, very smart. And he's also um, very attractive. And everybody okay. loves him, though, even though he's a huge asshole. Um, and we see this in the beginning of the movie when uh, he is in a military vehicle, um, kind of like a, one of those like Jeep things. Humvee. Um, a Humvee, yes. Then uh, we see this because all the soldiers in the Humvee are like, oh, you're super cool. I want to take a picture. As soon as they take a picture with Tony Stark, the uh, Humvee gets shot up and everybody dies except Tony Stark. Tony Stark, instead of say, staying in the safest spot in the car, he gets out and starts to crawl away a little bit as he's still being shot at. And then he crawls just to the point where uh, he can see a missile land five feet away from him and he can see that it was made by Stark Industries. It explodes right next to him and he dies and the movie is over. I'm kidding. Hell this is yeah. Marvel. Aww. <laughs> this is Marvel. He survives. But we'll get back to that because we got a flashback to a party that Tony Stark is at. Oh, okay. uh, so Tony Stark is at this party uh, and he uh, immediately sleeps with a woman. A reporter that is questioning his ethics, he decides to sleep with her. And she does. And, uh, what a great reporter. It's actually terrible. Uh, it's terrible slut-shaming and like uh, this part of the movie was not fun to watch. But Tony Stark's an asshole so he allows Pepper Potts, a very important character who uh, is currently Tony Stark's assistant and Pepper Potts leads out this uh, reporter woman and basically calls her trash. It's Ooh, terrible. Um, she actually does call her trash. Oh. Yeah. So we also find out that uh, Tony is the obviously the CEO of uh, Stark Industries. There's some uh, explaining of there. Explaining of there. Um, I got this. And we are introduced to Rhodey, who is a military person that Tony Stark just happens to have a really good relationship. Um, this is really an important relationship because Rhodey has a lot of power in the military, like an unreasonable amount of 
power. And he's played by Terrence Howard in the first movie, and Rhodey is never played by Terrence Howard again. Do you Rest know why? Peace. No. Okay. Rhodey is now played by John Cheadle in all the rest of the movies, but uh, Terrence Howard was offered originally $8 million to be in Iron Man 2, and they cut it down to $1 million because some executives at Marvel decided that they didn't need Terrence to continue as the role. They could have done it without him, even though Iron Man 2 is basically about Rhodey. It's a war machine movie. Yeah, but they were like, all black people look the same. We can recast you. And Terrence was like, go right ahead, you racist assholes. And uh, that's what happened. And uh, yeah, they did. They recast him. Jesus. Yeah. I always thought it was weird. When Brennan said I didn't watch the movie, that was a joke, by the way. I have seen the movie. <laughs> I saw it when it came out, and I I rewatched it in high school when my teachers put it on, and I always thought it was really weird because I when I watched it again because like I didn't I guess I didn't notice it back when I was a kid because yeah. the movies were so far apart I didn't like recognize the actors' faces but then when I watched it again in high school I was like that's not War Machine yeah <laughs> that's not him and then we're introduced to Tony Stark's partner not sexual partner oh, I know damn what you're it. thinking well maybe um no oh maybe in some fan fictions Obadiah but we're Stone? yes so we're talking about Obadiah Stane. Oh, he Stane. might as well be named Evil McEvilstein. True. He Obadiah Stane, who trusts him? How did how is he so trusted by not only Tony Stark but Howard Stark? He pretended to be a good guy for a really yeah, long time. Really <laughs> All so he could build a giant Iron Man suit later. Good for him. Okay, so um now we're going to flash back to the present where Tony Stark is in uh, dead. no, he's not dead yet. Um, no, he yeah. is being held captive by some terrorists, and, uh, he meets Dr. Jensen, his nice doctor friend, that fixed his heart. You know what he did? Let's talk about some Marvel science here. Sean, Ooh. are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's explain Iron Man's true powers, and how Iron Man, uh, why Iron Man has a circle in his chest. It's a cylinder in yeah. his chest, right? Okay, so here's what happened. I can't stand this. This is so stupid. So, as we know, Iron Man was blown up. uh, Or Tony Stark was blown up. We don't know Iron Man yet. Tony Stark was blown up, and some shrapnel got in his body because he was blown up. He should have died. Understood. But Dr. Jensen gets all the shrapnel out, except some microscopic pieces of shrapnel that are stuck in his bloodstream. And so Dr. Jensen decides to somehow cut a massive hole the size of a small Pringle can in in Iron Man's chest. And in it is a battery. Or it's actually a it's actually a, a ultra a magnet. super magnet. Okay. Yeah. And it and the shrapnel goes to the magnet instead of his heart. That makes so much sense. Wow. Even though the shrapnel is in his bloodstream. No, it's being kept in place, stupid Marvel science. Come on. So um, this is the first introduction of Marvel science, which we will see in every single movie. This makes no sense. Is it like that in the comics? Is that the... Pretty much. I I hate it so much. It's so (laughs) stupid. Tony cannot survive without this thing in his chest. So, But in the beginning, it's actually attached to a car battery to make the electromagnet work. And then the terrorists want Tony Stark, the genius, to make, uh, to remake his, uh, evil weapon that's really bad. Jericho. 
It's called Jericho. And they give him all the supplies to make this weapon, and then they leave him alone with Dr. Jensen. And Tony Stark goes, all right, first of all, we got to figure out how to deal with this thing in my chest. I cannot be carrying around a car battery all the time. Mm -hmm. So... It's very easy for Tony Stark to make a electromagnet that is, oh, I forget the name of what it's called, but it's like a- Arc reactor. It's an arc reactor. Good job. Have you seen this movie? Maybe once. So he makes a tiny arc reactor in his chest, in the middle of a cave, being watched by terrorists, with- scraps from other weapons that he has created himself nice so basically tony escapes he he makes his arc reactor and then he makes this big old suit to escape that's like the protocol protocol prototype iron man yeah. suit yeah. um and it works except dr jensen dies which is another trope set up by uh iron man is the doctor that created the superpower dies two seconds after creating the superpower. Really? We see that several times. And then Iron Man is rescued. He dies several times in the process of being rescued because like he has to have died. Like at one point he falls from like thousands of feet in the air in a giant metal suit. Like they attack the suit with flamethrowers and his eyes aren't protected. Um, so there are several times where Tony Stark should have died, yeah. but he didn't because he's Tony Stark. And plot he armor. can't. Yes, plot armor. Correct. Tony Stark decides that he wants to get a... He gets back to the United States. He wants a cheeseburger because um, Burger King sponsored this movie. Really? Um, yeah. So he needs to get a cheeseburger before he goes to a press conference where he announces that Stark Industries, a weapons manufacturer, is no longer going to make weapons because he realized that all of his weapons were being used by terrorists and he feels bad now even though he has no reason to feel bad ever because he obviously doesn't care about people because he kills people multiple times in this movie but whatever um that's one thing that makes tony stark kind of unique is he doesn't care about killing people a lot of other superheroes you see they are they care more about killing people they knock people out but they don't really kill people captain america yeah captain america spider-man um thor as well tony stark's kind of unique in that he will just friggin kill somebody if yeah, someone's right in front of him so... um but he doesn't want to make weapons anymore so he's a good except obadiah stain is still selling weapons to terrorists <sighs> then there's a lot of stuff that happens um he flirts with pepper pots he also he starts making his iron man suit and that's the majority of the movie is Iron Man is Tony Stark making his Iron Man suit. And there's like an arm that he talks to. Yes, there is an it arm that he talks to. With, You're correct. It shoots him with yeah. fucking... And he calls it stupid throughout the entire movie until it Tony actually does something right and saves, saves him. him. Yeah, it saves his life, actually. Something that's different in this movie is you said he flirts with Pepper. In the comics, it's the other way around. Pepper is like... I mean, obviously, who wouldn't? She's trying to be with Iron Man, and he's like completely disinterested. And Pepper actually... It starts dating Happy. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Pepper and Happy are like a couple in the comics. Wow. More you know. That's interesting. Well, no. Happy doesn't oh. deserve love because he's fat. All right? Makes sense. And he's, a, and he's a bodyguard and he's lame. Now, pay yeah. attention. No one is listening. Yeah. Quote that. Hmm? Quote that. You don't deserve happiness if you're fat. Bring yes. Back with exactly. Honestly. Sad. Yeah, um. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
So there is a point where I guess he kind of like doesn't really flirt, but they don't really flirt. They kind of just like give each other really weird looks every once in a while. And he said some innuendos and stuff like that. There's a point where Iron Man decides to go save some people um, in Afghanistan. Um, because instead of redistributing his wealth to the poor and needy, he decides just to get in his Iron Man suit, go to Afghanistan, and save some people who are being attacked by terrorists using Tony Stark's weapons. And he's almost shot out of the sky, but good thing that he has Rhodey, because yeah. Rhodey tells the military to stop shooting him out of the sky. Um, this is where Rhodey is really important. There are several times where Rhodey covers for Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's really mean to Rhodey. Anyway, um, we're moving on. So then, uh, long story short, Obadiah Stane, evil McEvilstein, mm-hmm. um, is evil for evil's sake. And he doesn't know how to he's make... He's um, He's not that fat. He's got that fat. He's more bulky than fat. I guess so. Um, suits fat. Anyway, so Obadiah Stane is trying to make this arc reactor like Tony Stark did. And he can't figure it out because he's stupid. And all of his people are stupid. And Tony Stark's like, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to show you my arc reactor, even though it's in my chest. So Obadiah Stane decides to just uh, use this little noise thing. Oh, also, we find out later in the movie that to- that Obadiah Stane actually wanted Tony Stark to die and ordered the terrorist to kidnap him in the first place. Jesus. Yeah, Obadiah Stane is evil. He's just a bad guy. Um, and he decides to... Uh, Tony Stark developed another little, like, weapon that is, like, sound. And it's, like, pay, plays really high-pitched sound and it paralyzes you. And so Obadiah Stane uses his weapon against Tony Stark. And never uses it... Again? Again. Like, Tony Stark never uses his weapon again. But it paralyzes you using sound. Anyway, so Obadiah Stane uses this sound thing, steals the arc reactor, but doesn't kill Tony Stark. Gives Tony Stark some time to go and get a new arc reactor. One thing I forgot to mention is Pepper Potts kept the prototype arc reactor that uh, Tony Stark made, which is in the basement. So Tony Stark has to crawl to the basement and he has to get the, the prototype arc reactor. Um, and uh, 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 he, he doesn't get it. And he dies. No, I'm kidding. This is a Marvel movie. He doesn't die. <laughs> the arm that he's been calling stupid this entire time, even though he created the arm um, and programmed it. So shouldn't he know how to fix it? Anyway, uh, grabs the uh, prototype arc reactor and gives it to Tony. And Tony smashes it. And then Rhodey comes to save Tony. And then, meanwhile, we are also... Uh, I also forgot to mention, this is a terrible format because I'm completely off the top of my head. I have no notes. But we are also introduced throughout this movie to Agent Coulson. Do you know who Agent Coulson is? I have heard of him. Yeah, so Agent Coulson is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is an acronym for Strategic Homeland... Something. Wait, wait, you were almost there. Superhero bullshit. Yeah, we wanted to name the shield because Captain America has a shield. Um, anyway, so he's trying to get a meeting with Pepper Potts, and then uh, Obadiah Stane finds out that Pepper Potts is uh, stealing information in order for, what is it? Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's the... So good. Oh, that's lame as fuck. It's right. so good. Anyway, so what happens is Tony Stark decided to ask Pepper Potts to like go uh, get some information for him. And she did that movie trope where you plug in a flash drive into a computer and it doesn't automatically upload all the things. So it gives her, it gives Obadiah Stane just enough time to catch her in his office downloading oh, all the material. Okay, Do you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Um, and so then she decides to uh, run away with the flash drive and all the information. And Agent 
Coulson is waiting to have a meeting with her, and he she goes, we're going to have a meeting as we are going to arrest Obadiah Stane. Let's go. Run, run, run. Um, and she finds out that Obadiah Stane has been developing a, uh, a bigger batter suit than Iron Man's suit. And now that Obadiah Stane has stolen this arc reactor from Tony, he is going to go put it in his bigger batter suit. Pepper Potts calls Tony Stark and is like, hey, are you okay? And Tony's like, I guess I'm okay. And then Tony Stark, oh, also Tony Stark is like, Pepper Potts, please leave where you are right now because you're about to get dead. And she goes, she breathes really heavily. She says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, multiple times like a woman. And uh, then uh, she doesn't leave. She actually stays there, which is really important later. Um, so they're at this like place where there's a huge arc reactor and where Obadiah Stane is uh, making his suit thing. And so Tony Stark goes to fight him and we are another, we have established another trope in the Marvel Universe where the superhero fights a bigger, badder version of themselves. That's, yeah, I mean, that's kind yeah. of just like a hero trope. That's kind of just uh, in every Something, Marvel movie. Yeah. I mean. sure. uh, Obadiah Stane is evil and he fights Tony Stark and then they go up really high in the air and Tony Stark is like, have you solved the icing problem? So basically, if you go really, really high in the air, you're going to ice over when you're a metal object. Something about that scene that's incorrect is they actually portray the Earth as a round object, or as a spheroid. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's, you know, flat. Um, That's something in the movie that I kind of took an issue with. You know, there's also a lot of political undertones. You know how, like, Stain is like a capitalist, you know, and he's like the villain. But Can you please not do this to me right now? (laughs) And Tony is like a... This is a podcast. People don't understand that I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> don't take anything I ever people say. People don't know you yet. True. Don't take anything I ever say seriously. Oh my gosh. So many people were just like, is that a flat earther? Oh my god. Flat, flat earther in my Spotify. <laughs> On my Spotify account? <laughs> On my podcast? Can oh. I just listen to 30 minutes of? Okay. Um, no. Damn so, it. um... Obviously, Obadiah Stane did not solve the icing problem and falls to Earth. And so he should be dead, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't die because this is Marvel. And oh. Iron Man and the bad guy Iron Man, bad version of Iron Man, Obadiah Stane, fight a little bit more. Um, and then uh, Tony is like, hey, we're right above this giant arc reactor. Um, hey, Pepper, since you didn't leave when I told you to leave, yeah. can you go press this button that will make it overload because there's a button for that um makes sense and she says okay and then um tony is like hanging from a ceiling and it's really terrible there's a lot of broken glass and um obadiah stain is about to be like i'm gonna kill you blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then tony is like press the button pepper and pepper goes i don't want to <laughs> what? She goes, it's gonna kill you because it will like blast up uh-huh. right into where Tony is hanging, um, because Tony is out of power in the suit. And he goes, You gotta press it anyway so we can kill Obadiah Stane. Then she presses it and Obadiah Stane dies. But um Iron Tony Man Stark doesn't. Die. Yeah. No, he does not. No, he does not die. Um Blood Armor. Yes, plot armor. Um, even though there was a massive arc reactor reaction, and yeah, this a, guy does have superpowers. Um, another trope that we're introducing in this movie mm-hmm. is giant electric blue lights going into the air. 
It just, happens a lot. You're yes. Right. Um, that is Avengers a one. that is another Marvel trope, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's dramatic, I guess. Electricity. Ooh, Solar. it's blue, scary. Ah Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> then Tony Stark survives. And they're like, here's the cover-up story. Uh, Rhodey is like, please follow this cover-up story. And then Agent Coulson is like, you gotta, you gotta cover this up. We can't, like, people can't know that you just killed a man. Um, and that you have been killing men for a lot. And that you're Iron Man. And he goes, okay, I'll follow the cards. And then he goes out to this press conference. And first of all, Rhodey says he will not be taking questions. And then immediately a reporter asks him a question, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Iron Man doesn't follow the cards. In fact, he says, I am Iron Man. That's how the movie ends. Yeah. Then the end credit scene, which is another uh, tradition established in the first uh, Marvel movie, is a post-credit scene. I always call it an end credit scene. What do you call it? End credit scene is correct, I think. The post-credit scene is of Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. And he tells Iron Man. That's the first time he's in the movie, right? Yes. He tells Tony Stark, hello, I am the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) I am the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I am important, even though uh, my significance has not been established even a little bit in this movie, but I have an eye patch. And uh, I want to introduce you to something called the Avengers Initiative. (laughs) Mind being blown. Um, and they put that in there without knowing it was going to do well, right? Yeah, they exactly. Were like, they were like, maybe well. we'll see. I know that's what's really cool about this movie is they didn't, they weren't sure where it was going to go, but they put in so many things that allowed um, for this larger universe mm-hmm. to be created. So they were really smart from the very beginning. They started this universe even without a clear idea of how it was going to go in the future, and it really paid off for them. Yeah, apparently, um, a little bit. So we're going to talk about some other established tropes from Iron Man that we've created for this series. We start with a flash forward scene, then flash back for the movie, and then flash forward again. The hero has to fight a bad guy who is bigger and better, who's a bigger and better version of him. There's a future sidekick, and he sees their future super suit and (laughs) waits until the next movie to be the sidekick, even though uh, they should be suiting up right now to go help exactly. them. Exactly. Um, but no, we got to set up a future movie. The the love interest does like one thing uh, to help, but the Venom. rest of the time they just like she just worries about the hero. Oh, yeah, and Venom. Um, yeah, yeah. They're in Venom, yeah. But we're, we're talking, talking about Marvel about that movies movie next time. No, we are not. <laughs> we're never talking about Venom. But in almost every Marvel movie, there's a kind of strong female character, but she's always romantically attached to the hero so kind of ruins and she only does like one or two things to help the hero can you think of a few others in like other movies yeah other marvel jane foster didn't do shit in jane foster that's a good good goddamn shit did she that that fucking thing showed up on earth and was walking through the street and thor was like my mighty shatter mountains and then she was just like I'm a scientist. I think you should do the overview for Thor. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> um, then... Uh, give me a break. <laughs> please. I'm trying to think of, like, other love interests. Black Panther... Black Panther was an exception. Peggy that was, Carter? That was new. True, true. 
Yeah, we did just talk about that one. Yeah. Probably should have had that on the brine. Yeah. What else? Uh, what are there some big boys? Hulk didn't have a love Hulk interest. did have a love interest, but forgettable. It has been so long, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, forgettable. All I remember about the, the Hulk movie was at the scene at the end when he's fighting Abomination, he goes, Hulk smash. and then. Yeah. that's So one thing is kind of powerful love interest, but not really even Spider-Man. a little bit. Spider-Man has a few love interests, but um, they're not even helpful a little bit. The fat guy, yes. Yeah, he was Ned. really helpful. Ned, Ned was helpful. Ned mean? was really helpful. I ship them, like, honestly. Peter Parker and Ned. Respect that. Cute. Anyway, um, but we are getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Daddy issues. One that you uh, you took this and you made it really big and highlighted it. Highlighted it. Just because the word daddy was in it. I got to be um, honest. Okay. Daddy Please issues. Please explain to me the daddy issues. Is kind of a big deal. So um, Iron Man has really big daddy issues. Like we'll get into it in later movies, but like Howard Stark started Stark Industry. Howard Stark started Stark Industries. Piper, Piper, <laughs> and then he like never had a close relationship with his father, and um, it was really sad. And um, that a scene in it kind of developed uh, him as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Marvel science is another trope that we are introducing in this movie. There's always a little bit of Marvel science in every single Marvel movie that makes no sense, but we're supposed to get it because it's explained by a doctor. The Pym particle. Exactly. Uh, quantum realm? Quantum realm. Quantum. Can you put quantum in front of everything? <laughs> the quantum realm and the quantum sequence with the quantum power. Um, okay. And uh, if you're a superhero, you can literally get away with murder multiple times. Like He's good for it. Though. Constantly. He's pretty good at it. And uh, post-credit scenes. Yeah, but is that really a trope? That's kind of like I guess it's thing. not a trope, but what I'm trying to they say is like it. this movie established a lot of True, established uh, a, lot of shit. a lot of motifs that we see throughout yeah. uh, the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe, um, which I thought would be fun to uh, discuss and talk about at the end of this. So thoughts on Tony Stark? Don't like him. Yeah, me neither. Okay, I don't until, like him in the very beginning. Until later, we will get into later when I start to love Tony Stark because there's a point where Tony Stark has this amazing character arc throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, I could argue that he has the largest character arc and he's because the first character. he's the first character. He's in almost every Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and he changes so much as a person as. As time goes on. Um, I think his character really had like a high point in Spider-Man. Yeah. He dumped Pepper and started banging on May. Um, that was really like the high point. And I was like, damn, dude, the writers in this movie. Okay, you're so wrong. That, that didn't happen. Yeah, it must be. I was thinking of the other video I watched. Yeah, the mind. other video Sorry. you watched. Yeah, on that other website that we don't talk about. Yeah. Um, can you stop mixing up those uh, <laughs> it, videos? Sorry, they're so good. Yeah, I know. I know you can. It can get muddled. But I also don't really care for Pepper. She kind of annoys me throughout the series, even though she is the longest standing uh, Marvel girlfriend in any of the series. I also think it's funny how they set up Tony Stark as a womanizer and then immediately monogamize him. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I don't know. It's to make him seem like, you know, he's a person. He got yeah. attached. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of love interests that, like, are supportive of the superhero part of their partner. But Pepper Potts never really is. I guess she's worried. But, like... But that's so redundant. It's so boring. It's like, so frustrating. It's so... What? It's frustrating. When, like... They don't support the superheroes. Yeah, it's like, like, that's like, who they it's are. It's me, you're being a superhero. It's like, bye, bitch, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. you, you think I'm going to pick you over the suit? Like, the entire know. plot of Iron Man 3, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Pepper Potts is like, delete the suits, destroy the suits. It's yeah. like, 
it's like okay without the suit tony stark is an asshole like and that's it (laughs) and like like they they mention this in some of the other movies that like their power is like before iron man it was all like terrestrial threats and because there was such there's more power on earth it attracted extraterrestrial and shit we'll get there eventually oh my gosh other power and then if he loses the suit he's powerless i know exactly like stupid i mean at some point tony stark's gonna have to protect himself i don't know it's so stupid big dick energy it's like why are you dating a superhero if you don't want him to be a superhero it doesn't make any sense just date a normal person just date happy you date someone and then you're like you need to change for me yeah that's why i love um spider-man's love interests are always like super supportive of him being spider-man like ned exactly ned was like you're spider-man yeah um another announcement that happened a marvel creator was talking about how she wanted to represent everybody in her in in the marvel films eventually and i was like Where's the gay representation? If you want to represent us, if you want to represent people, they're all about representation. Make a whole movie with all the black people in it. Like, where's the gay representation? Marvel's pretty dang straight right now. Like, True. And to be fair, they'll probably do a lesbian relationship just because it's more like mainstream, you know? People yeah. People accept that better. I think like their core audience would probably reject like a homosexual male. <laughs> as a superhero yeah honestly who knows i really want captain marvel to have like uh wow that'd be cool like a relationship but with, her whole time um, she'd be like maria rambo i will stand captain marvel all right let's move on um my point is that pepper Potts is kind of annoying throughout the whole series and like she'll switch between like being super smart and super stupid all the time she'll be like oh i know exactly what you're talking about tony stark and then when they need her to be she'll be like super scared and like um she'll be like oh my gosh oh my gosh what are you doing yeah but then she's also like smart enough to like steal information and stuff like that it doesn't it doesn't make any sense it's kind of annoying and tony stark like treats her like crap all the time so i'm just like girl get out like i know he's rich but like that's why i'm stop it but yeah that's why i would date tony stark because he's rich and very take his money you know yeah make sure he doesn't get that um but anyway so from this movie we learned that tony stark wants to help people but he doesn't want to redistribute his massive massive amounts of wealth he just he will buy paintings for millions of dollars and just store them he is a womanizer but as soon as he is personally threatened and uh attacked by terrorists using his own weapons he realizes if it personally affects him he will actually do something about it so tony stark is kind of an asshole in this whole movie um he does have slightly a character arc and he does slightly get better by the end but not really. But uh, this is the movie that started it all. So we wouldn't be doing this podcast without this movie. So we got to give this movie credit. Credit where and credit is due. It did start a lot. So even though it has a bunch of tropes and we we have issues with it, it did start it. So Yeah, like, obviously it's not going to be the best movie. It was made in 2008. There's a lot of things that date this movie. Yes. There's cell phones that date this movie, technology that dates this movie. Which is funny and ironic because it's... Iron Man. I know it's supposed to be like the most advanced technology. Speaking of technology, Jarvis was introduced in this movie, right? Yes. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah. But Jarvis in the comics is not his, uh, artificial intelligence. Jarvis is his family's butler. Yeah. So we see that in Agent Carter. Really? Yeah. So in the movie Agent Carter, the movie, the TV you show wish. Agent Carter. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> the TV show uh, Jarvis is a person and he's a character. That's in awesome. Agent Carter. Yeah. 
That's really fucking cool. Yeah, so that's um, he was actually Howard Stark's butler. Yeah, in Agent Carter, but uh, Tony Stark turned him into AI. Well, he didn't turn. Yeah, like, he just named the AI. After he him. named the AI that he created to help him after Jarvis. That's lit. Yeah. So Fuck yeah. this is why we do this podcast. Cool, because you know stuff about stuff no one cares about, and I know stuff stuff I don't care about. Yeah. Why? Is, I don't think anybody's listening to this podcast. Who am I? Yeah, honestly. Um, I love you. Oh, I thought you were saying I love you to me. You're okay. Yeah, I guess you're okay. So I think we talked about everything that we could possibly talk about. Is there anything from the comics you want to talk about? Oh, we have to say where the Infinity Stones are. We don't see any Infinity Stones in this movie. It's not even a concept yet. Um, That's not even a concept yet. So it's the same thing as last time. So the Infinity Stones in the timeline um, are still... Where they were last time. Where they were last time. And we have to rank this movie. Oh, good point on our superficial list. All in all, though, I would say this movie is a pretty faithful adaptation. Um, he just got some of the darker parts of his character out, like the alcoholism um, and the whole domestic thing. Yeah. That was, that was kind of a thing in the comics. But, yeah, they got rid of some of his darker characters. Have you heard that rumor that Stan Lee, rest in peace, made Iron Man as, like, a challenge to create a character? Yes. Have you heard that? The yes. character that people would like... Like he made a character so, no one should like, but they wouldn't. So yeah, it was he was made. Um, I forget real? which war it was. I want to say it was during some war, maybe like World War Two or I thought it was Vietnam. Cold War because it was Cold communism. Because he like in maybe the comics he beat war. up he beat up communists. Yeah, I think it was probably Cold War, and Stanley wanted to create a character that people would like but that was also started as a weapons manufacturer because like there was so much tension around that uh and weapons and who was creating weapons and where they were going and so stan lee was like let's uh, ruffle some feathers because that's what stanley does is he ruffles feathers but stanley actually didn't write uh iron, iron man. man he didn't he did come up with the concept but another writer wrote iron man no worry, no. Do you know who it was? I do not. I don't know either. I forget Damn. the name. Yeah. Uh, but I do know he was uh, drawn by Jack Kirby. Wow, I'm yeah. glad you know that because I should fucking didn't. Okay, so let's rank this movie. I put it near the bottom. Yeah, I think. I'm as much as we talked about like of how good it was, it set it, it up, set but, up like, a lot of really important things. So I think modern it, movies. it can't be at the bottom. I know um, which one should be at the bottom. I'm gonna go eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. All right. Out of 20. Because I know underneath it needed to go Thor and Iron Man 2. Whoa. Thor 2. Thor 2. Dark can World you can you not like spoil? Yeah, spoil the podcast Everyone we haven't knows even made that was yet. supposed to go under there. Fuck those movies. Um, I'm going to put it at 17 because I want to give it a little bit more credit. Wow. What's going to go underneath it then? I don't know. We'll see. I don't really think that far ahead. You're going to put Infinity War rankings. under it. I am not. Better not. I'm that not was a good movie. Brandon doesn't like Infinity War. Okay, we've already established this. Down about the podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> up to you. Um, all right. So speaking of downloading the podcast, uh, let us know what you think. I don't know if this podcast is on iTunes yet. Does it I, take a while? To I, yeah, I guess it takes a little while to review, but I haven't really gotten an email about it. But I have submitted it to iTunes. But it for sure is on SoundCloud and Spotify. Spotify's a shit. So guys. thank you for listening. And uh, let us know how you like this podcast. And go check out my YouTube channel where I talk about more nerdy things. And that is youtube.com slash Brennan Beckwith. Plug yourself. Brennan with 
two E's and no A's. I mean, all my plugs I cared about in the last episode, you guys can check me on Instagram, Shantama underscore Senpai. That's about it on Insta. That was uh, the Glorious, Glorious Purpose, Purpose Podcast. Podcast. Um, or for long, this podcast is burdened with Glorious, Glorious Purpose. Purpose. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> I'm glad we started that. <laughs> yes, I like that too. See you guys next time. Bye.